The Avengers resident spy gets her chance to shine. Today I'm talking about Black Widow. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i'm talking about black widow which was long delayed but now finally back in theaters and uh, likely as uh, by all accounts especially from scarlett johansson the last appearance of the character so it is uh in terms of where it is in the marvel canon it, it takes place directly after captain america civil war and i will say you don't really need to know much else uh, outside of that but there is there are some easter eggs for those of you who are paying attention or big fans but yeah and i really enjoyed it and i wasn't i wasn't as sure on this just because of the time you know the timing how long it have been delayed and everything but uh yeah let's get started this movie feels doubly overdue It was already weird that the first primary female character in the MCU got a movie after a completely new character did, see Captain Marvel, and that it was only coming out after her character died in Avengers Endgame. But COVID-19 happened and pushed Black Widow, along with every other blockbuster film worth its salt, back another year at least. Now we're halfway through the third MCU show, and Natasha is finally making her solo debut, so does it still work so much later? I'd say yes. On the run after the events of Captain America Civil War, Black Widow is trying to lay low. She's, but she's quickly pulled into a new mission when her adoptive sister, Yelena, sends a mysterious package her way, and she's attacked by an incredibly skilled assassin. Now face-to-face with her past, Natasha reconnects with her old family to take down the man who made her. I had a ton of fun with this one, for reasons I'll get into. But for those of you who are curious, as I said before, you don't need to know very much before you see this movie. All you need to know is that Natasha is being hunted by international government forces after Captain America Civil War, which conveniently means all of the Avengers are unavailable, either due to being imprisoned or pissed at Natasha. And in terms of a solo adventure, this was really satisfying. Here's why. First, it closes a lot of loops. Black Widow functions as both an origin story and a finale for the character, which is tricky. The movie is trying to fill in the blanks in Natasha's life that Marvel fans know about and give her closure. And this is a pretty good angle. Natasha is essentially forced to reintegrate with her cover family from when she was a kid and face all of the bad things she did to stop being a Black Widow. And said mission also allows her to prevent it from happening to anyone else again. Solid motivation for the character and a suitable situation for her to ride solo. It's also a nice take on the found family trope. Found family is a common theme in modern movies, but this is a nice spin on it. Natasha is already at a weird place because of her current found family, the Avengers, is fighting with each other. So it seems like she's all primed to meet up with her old spy family. There's just one problem. That family was all part of a cover story. So instead of a found family, it was a forced family. And since Natasha didn't choose it, she's very resistant to accepting that it meant anything to her or shaped her at all. Which is in stark contrast to Yelena, who needs it to mean something. It's a nice internal conflict for these characters to work through. Can they actually acknowledge the reality of what they felt? And we also have perfect characters and casting all around. As cool as her character can be, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow works best as a straight character. 
Admittedly, ScarJo has some great moments in this movie, including taunting the main baddie towards the end and sharing smiles with Yelena, but this character is defined by deadpan calm, which means it's up to the other characters to be more reactive and lively. And every supporting character in Widow's Camp is a home run. We'll start with Florence Pugh, who nails every single moment she's on screen. Initially, Yelena operates like the wisecracking character in a buddy comedy, who nags at Natasha in the middle of a car chase and is bitterly sarcastic with every line, just like a little sister would be. But as she turns on the emotions when she needs to and gets some high-like acting moments like when she breaks down, she crushes every joke or tear in this movie, and it's amazing. I'd be happy to see more from her from here. And then we have David Harbour as shitty Captain America Red Guardian. Not only is it very fun to see a Russian-accented harbor fight and behave like a fat, drunken Captain America, but everything about him is so awkward and gross. He's driven by ego, always says the wrong thing, and isn't even that great at being Red Guardian. He's flawed in every obvious way Steve Rogers isn't, and Harbor's performance is a hilarious match to it. And finally, we get Rachel Wise as Yelena and Natasha's cover mother. It's been a while since Wise has done anything close to this, but even a few small sequences in her own catsuit taking out baddies was enough to give me mummy flashbacks, and now I want another one with her and Brendan Fraser. Stat. They deserve it. And finally, the action is amazing. I was genuinely curious how they were going to go and keep things interesting for a Black Widow solo movie. As fun as her fights are, I think everyone's got a good feel for her fighting style, and seeing that, especially in duplicate, for an entire movie would be a bit much. But this movie ups the ante in a number of fun ways. First and foremost, the fight choreography has been turned up. Natasha and Yelena both use incredible acrobatics and grapples and mixed martial arts, but it's blended with a flurry of other melee weapons like knives, batons, or whatever's in the room. The welcome back cis fight between Natasha and Yelena is a notable standout for being so much more intense and intimate than most of Black Widow's fights. I think having her go up against other highly capable but not necessarily super-powered opponents really changes things up in a good way. We're also mixing in said fight choreography with other action movie standbys, like car chases, a prison escape, and a final boss fight or two. While we could argue whether or not Taskmaster is used appropriately, I love the idea of a villain and opponent that Natasha knows she has to run away from. There's no easy way for her to win, so she has to do tactical retreats and distractions to stay alive. It's very in character and matches her situation. Sure, there's a few moments when Natasha seems more durable than your average human, if not your average superhero, but I've come to expect that in these movies. And without spoiling anything, I really, really like the finale for MCU reasons. There's bigger emphasis on rescue and escape versus get all the baddies. Also, considering that this is director Kate Shortland's first big-budget project, give her another one, with Yelena, immediately. The verdict is, this is what I wanted. Suitably focused on Natasha's past with a fun new addition and plenty of action, Black Widow kicks off Phase 4 on the right foot. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time, everybody. Stay safe.